Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast. Dr. Dominic New Love Ality is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic New Loveality is worth hearing. Okay, let's take our seat. Leviticus 27, verse number 30. So we are discussing the subject of tithe my tithe and I want to start by saying again that we are we don't teach this so that you give us money for anything that's not the reason and because I need to I need to teach you to understand the basis of your covenant with God and what you need to do to prosper we have what we call the love of God and the blessings of God God's love is unconditional. God loves all of us the same way. But God's conditions, God, God's promises and God's blessings are conditional. You have to understand that I love my children the same way, but I treat them different from one to another based on their response to me. Are you hearing me? And so we need to understand. I want you to get a deeper understanding because whether we are going to prosper succeed or not is going to be based on some of the principles that have been laid down in the word of god i said this morning on uh, sunny fm i said we you have to come to a time that things are not going to get easy for us all around the globe things are not going to get easy as a matter of fact things are going to get very complex and very difficult but you know one thing, the Bible says that the people that do know their God, the, the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. And I said to them today, if a bag of cement is $100, we shall still buy cement and build our house and build the house of God. Come on, say amen. Because my, my life does not, I don't build my life on the economy of this world. I live in this world, but not, I am not of it. I'm trying to explain to you that when we say somebody is a child of God, is a Christian, it means that you have been taken away from the kingdom of darkness and you have been placed into the kingdom of God. You don't live your life by the principles set here on earth. You live your life by kingdom principles. And the kingdom of God or the kingdoms of this world mimics the kingdom of God. And just as the kingdom of this world have its own uh, financial system, it has own security system, it has its own health system, that, and as the terror, the kingdom of God operates the same way. The security agents of the kingdom of God is the angels of God. And the Bible says that he, he sends angels eh, to, to, to surround them that fear him to deliver them. Come on, say amen. And so we, we have angels that protect us. We have, I, I can give you personally angelic assistance in my own life. It's amazing. Angels protect us. Number two, we have health system. God says, I am the God that he let you. I am the God that he let you. That is the system that we live under. 
then in our, our uh, financial system the Bible says and God God tells us the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 he says that but your God my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory so then I know that it's not the job that I do that supplies my needs so therefore if I lose the job I won't go crazy I won't kill myself because I lost a job I lost a contract because the job doesn't supply my needs the job is just a, a point of contact that God uses to get me moving on the earth come on say amen and so I need to understand the systems I need to I, it's, it will take me a while especially to teach the subject of tithe it's going to take me a while tonight I'll take a portion and I'll talk a little bit about the tithe and the law and then I will, I will take another time and teach about Abraham and Moses, the difference between Abraham and Moses. Do you know that you and I are not descendants of Moses? You know that? The law came by Moses. Grace and faith came by Abraham. We are sons of Abraham. Jesus is not a son of Moses. The Pharisees were sons of Moses. But Jesus is a child of Abraham. Can I have amen? Are you hearing me? And when you come down the line, Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. He's not from the tribe of Levi, but he was a high priest. Let, let's put that on the, uh, uh, down and let's go. So the Bible says that and all, and all the tithe of the land, whether there be the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the loss. Okay, and, I, and it's holy. And I said to you, when something belongs to God and is the laws, it means that, that that thing is set apart for God's exclusive use. I, I belong to God. I am set apart for God's exclusive use. You can't touch me. Okay, and, and the, 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 the word of God have a one word that have two double meanings. The word is karem or karem. C-H-E-R-E-M. Karem. Karem means that when I take the thing, it becomes an accursed thing in my hands. But when I give it to God, it becomes a devoted thing. So when you study the Bible and you talk about where Joshua, God told Joshua that in the city of Jericho, everything that they get from there must be devoted unto God. Okay? And they say it is an accursed thing, but it must be devoted to God. He said anybody that touches it, touches the accursed thing. And so what happened was that the family, one of the people called Achan, took of the accursed thing. And then the Bible says that the wrath of God came upon him and all the people because when you touch what belongs to God, you get into trouble. Can I have a man? Are you understanding me? Okay, so let's do that. So now we know that God commands us to pay our tithes. Your tithe is a spiritual thing. Your tithe is a holy thing. Your tithe it's a consecrated thing. It's a devoted thing. It's also an accursed thing. When I hold it, it becomes a accursed thing. When I give it to God, it becomes a consecrated thing. Very important. Deuteronomy chapter 12. Let's read these scriptures. Give me the verse 4. You shall not do unto, he shall not do unto, so unto the Lord your God. But unto the place where the Lord your God shall choose out of all the tribes to put his name there. Even unto his habitation shall you seek and he that shall that come. So God commands us to seek the place where he put his name there. So we know that here is a church that God has put his name here. Can I have amen? 
It's a church. God, this is the house of God that God has put his name. He said we must seek the place and then we must also hallow the place. Verse 7. And he that shall he bring all your burnt offerings, all your sacrifices, all your tithes, your heave offerings at your hand, your, and your vows, and your freeway offerings, and the firstlings of your your, your herbs and of your flock. So God is saying them to them that you bring all these things to me in that place. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God and you shall rejoice in all that you put your hand into and your household wherein the Lord thy God have blessed thee. So he says that you shall bring it and then you shall eat it. So how do I bring my tithes and eat the tithes at the same time? How do I do that? I'm bringing the tithe, then I'm eating the tithe. How do I do that? Now, in Malachi, the Bible says that bring all your tithes to my storehouse, that there will be meat in my house. In other words, when, when we bring our tithes to the house of God, it makes it possible for the work of God to go on. So tonight you can come and sit down and you can hear me teach. While I'm st sitting, standing here, I'm feeding you. I'm feeding you the eternal word of God. Come on, say amen. And you are you you may not be aware but your spirit is your spirit is getting hold of the word of god very soon the way you think is going to be different the way you live is going to be uh, some of you at this point you are beginning to see that certain aspect of your life is totally changing that you didn't understand before am i talking to somebody here why because i'm feeding you the word of god you have to remember it's a spiritual food that affect number one your spirit and then it also affects your mind and then it is not your body that controls you it's your spirit so if your spirit is not fed and your spirit is becoming weaker it's going to affect your body then your body is going to grow weaker your body is going to have a lot of issues and a lot of problems then he says that and i will bless you where i have blessed you where i have blessed you can i have amen so then we realize that god commands us let, let's keep on let's keep on verse 8 verse 9 verse 10 he shall not do after all the things that he do here this day every man whatsoever is right in his own sight you know in other words don't do what is right in your sight see sometimes you and i will decide what is right okay so people there are people who believe that you know uh, for me to bring my tithe to the to the house of god i must rather give it to poor people on the street i don't believe in the church i don't believe in any pastor so you know something, my tithe, I can't spend it, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give it to poor people outside. It's better for me to do that. The Bible says that you can't do what is right in your eyes. You can't do what you like. It is your money, but it is God's tithe, and it belongs to God. And God says, you do what I'm telling you to do, because God doesn't bless anything that he has not commanded you to do. Anything you are doing that God did not tell you to do, you have no protection, you have no guidance, you have no provision, and God doesn't bless anything that he didn't tell you to do. So I need to follow God's principles. Life is about principles. Can I have amen? Are you with me? I shouldn't work in my own, what is right in my own sight. Remember, there is a way that seemed right unto men, but the end is death. When I choose to do things that I think is good, is you know it's right in my eyes i'm going to lock myself into death very important let's verse 9 verse 10 verse 11 verse 12 for ye are not yet as come to the rest where to the inheritance with the lord your god giveth thee verse 
10 and let's go but when he go over Jordan and dwell in the land with the Lord your God giveth you to inherit and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies run about so that he dwell safely yes verse 11 then he says then there shall be a place with the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there that is the house of God Either shall he bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes, your heave offering at your hand, and all your, and all your choice vows which you vow unto the Lord. Verse 12. And the Bible says that, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, yea, and your sons and your daughters and your men servants and your maid servants and the Levite that is within thy gate, for as much as he have no part nor inheritance in with you. Can I have amen? Okay, so let's go to um, Matthew 23, 23, because most of the time, a lot of people say, that tithes were never paid in the New Testament, okay? So many people make a lot of arguments about, you know, it's a law. It's, a, it's never in the Old Testament. So let's look at a few things. But tonight, I want us to focus on the fact that my, my tithe is daily. My life is daily, okay? My life is daily. You must come to a point in your life where you don't expect God to only give you an a, a, a salary okay let me explain this we have salary and we have income I want God to give me income instead of salary salary is static at the end of the month this is what I make okay it's fixed income okay but God doesn't give me a salary man gives me a salary but God gives me income the word income is two words it means incoming that is that's why when we make the confession is coming from the north from the south from the east and the west men and women give and it shall be given unto you press down good measure press down run it over shall he cause men so God is causing somebody amen to bring you help right now oh I'm not hearing you come on come on come on amen God is talking to somebody right now am I talking to somebody here lift up your hand and shout I receive it Amen. How many people have had somebody bless them this week? Yeah, yeah, I have had somebody bless me this week. You see, were you expecting it? Were you expecting it? Do you know where it's coming from? No, but God calls somebody. God, that we call it income. And God can bless you in such a way that what you will make in a day is more than your income. May that be your story. I'm not here. I say, may that be your story. I'm not here. I say, may that be your story. May God load you with benefit on a daily basis. Come on, shout amen. Are you getting the understanding? You have to understand that man gives you salary. Salary is a, is a point of contact. God blesses the work of my hands. But then God gives me income. Without this income, me, I cannot be here. I can't do what I'm doing. Everything I'm doing is because God gives me income from sources I have no idea of. I was just sharing with these pastors that came to my house today how I went to preach somewhere, uh, Dr. Champo, I went to preach for somebody, some church for five days. And then after that, when the service, when the meetings were ended on a Friday, this woman walked to me and the woman said, uh, uh, no, I want to bless you. I've been following your ministry. I love your teaching. I love the way you teach. I've been following you, you know, and I just came to hear you. I just feel in my heart that I want to bless you. 
I said, listen, me, I, when I go to preach for people, I don't talk to the members. So if you want to do it, go and talk to the pastor. I said, no, you don't, you don't understand. I don't belong to the church. I just, I just want to bless you. I, I came because of you. I came to here. After this meeting, I'm going back to my church. I said, okay, so what do you want to do? He said, well, do you trust anybody in your house? I said, yes. He said, okay, tomorrow morning, this is my number. Give it to your, your, your boy. Let him call me. I'll meet him in this bank. Okay, so I gave it to me. You know, I spent maybe $2,000 or something. So the guy comes back to the house, and the, and the woman gave me $50,000. Right here in Ghana. Unexpected income that helped me solve so many problems at once. May that be your story. You see, you, see, you can't respond. I say, may that be your story. Every day you live with an expectation of God doing something good in your life. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Because he says that, he says that he will cause men. If you know the man that God is going to use to bless you, then it's not God. You don't know the man, you don't know the source, you don't know the person, but God will use somebody to pay your bills, to cancel your debt. Come on, shout, shout, shout hallelujah. Are you understanding me? So we are trying to find how God works. God has a way he works. You see, he has a way he works. I need to discover the way, the ways of God and just apply myself to the principles and the ways of God did not, God did not create Christianity to be complex. It becomes complex when you don't want to submit to God's laws. Okay? So, so Jesus is speaking to them. Can you imagine what $50,000 will do for you? I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about Accra here. It's coming to you. See, that's why I keep on telling you, I keep on telling you, when you are under a man of God, the grace over the man, you know, comes upon you. May the grace come upon you. I'm not, I said, may the grace come upon you. You will never be broke. You will never fall sick. And when you fall sick, you shall recover very quickly. You will not, you will not die before your time. God will send angels to protect you and to keep you and to watch over your interests here in Ghana. What happens to the world will never happen to you. Come on, say amen. People will die before their time. You, it will never affect you. Curses that works in your family will never affect you. Am I talking to somebody here? You are a champion. You are a conqueror. You, am I talking to somebody here? They say, they say a mega church can never arise in Asaributri. We are about to shock them because a mega church is rising right here in Asaributri. Come on, come on, come on. Am I talking to somebody here? Champions are coming out of Asaributri. Businessmen, businesswomen, we are changing the landscape. We, by the power of the word of God and by prayer and by the anointing and by the favor of God we drive every devil out of Asaribotre every negative demonic spirit that ever lived here we drive them out in the name of Jesus we are here and we stand upon the word of the Lord he said whatsoever the soul of our feet shall stand he will give to us so God is giving us this land I prophesy your business will prosper your life will prosper I'm not hearing I say your life will prosper anything you touch God shall bless 
you are about to have a shock of your life. I see you standing up and say, Hey, it's me, Pamini, Minie, Eradimina. What's this, Sammy Shebre? Am I talking to somebody here? A change is coming your way. Come on, shout the big amen. Okay, so let's take a seat. Let's take a seat. Let's hear Jesus, what Jesus said. He said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. You are hypocrites. Why? Because you pay tithes of the anise and the conim, and you have omitted the weightier matters of the law, mercy and faith. This ought ye to have done, and not to leave the others undone. This is the only place Jesus spoke about tithe. And Jesus said, you have omitted the weightier matters of the law. This ought ye to have done, and not to leave the others undone. And I'm trying to show you that the reason why in the New Testament you don't hear a lot about tithe because it's a normal thing among Jewish people. It's a, the, the children, right from, right from toddler, they start teaching them about tithe. The most blessed people on earth, Jewish people. Jews have independence. In 1948, the land was desolate. Israel was a, des a desolate. Next year, we'll take a trip to Israel. We, we go all the time. Amen. We'll tell, you, we'll tell you about the amount and you get ready. We'll get you your visa and everything. And then you meet us. You meet us in Tel Aviv. Come on, put your hands together. Yeah. I'll get you all the visas. We'll tell you early, maybe when I come back, we'll tell you how much. And then you start saving. It will be in September. So you can prepare yourself for it. Amen. If you decide that you go, God will give you the money. Okay, it, it will amaze you how these Jewish people have turned a wilderness into a forest. Wilderness, desert. It will amaze you. 1948, there was nobody in the land. It is a desolate land. How the blessing of God have turned them around. I told you the other day, every good hospital belongs to a Jew, the best. Every best doctor. Is a Jew plus my doctor, Dr. Champo, the best. Come on, give him a clap of lawyers. Lawyers, when you have certain cases and you go and take a Nigerian lawyer, eh, the, the prosecutor will tell you, you better go and look for a Jewish lawyer. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah, they, they have told me that before. So go and look for a Jewish lawyer. Is that, is that not true? Why? Because it's amazing. It's like everything they touch prospers. When they touch your case, it prospers. Anything here they do, and I'm trying to tell you, it is not the person, it's the principle that is working for them. And you and I, we are spiritual Jews. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, be made a curse for us. The Bible says that uh, if he be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, a heirs according to the promise? I would, uh, it would take me about six weeks just to teach that. Okay, so Jesus said, This you ought to have done. Also, so let's now talk about this. People say, oh, uh, tithing is Old Testament. See, don't bother about it because it's Old Testament. Galatians chapter number three. Let, let's start from verse 13. I want you to look at this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Okay, so the law is a curse. Let's say it again. Say the law is a curse. You know why the law is a curse? Because nobody could do the law. Nobody could fulfill the law. As a matter of fact, when 
when they had the law, the law was written on tables and hanging on their neck. The law was hanged in front of their houses and yet they broke the law. And because God gave them the law, when they broke the law, God punished them. And because nobody could fulfill the law, it became a curse. Because where there was no law, there was no curse. But once the law came, curse came. So the reason why Jesus came is to deliver us from this curse and to write the law in your heart. So that this morning, I don't think anybody uh, stood up, you woke up in the morning and you started reciting the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Thou shalt, thou shalt, thou shalt, thou shalt. But the law of God is written in your heart. There are things that you cannot do. You just can't do it. You know why? Because the law of God is written in your heart. Can I have amen? Are you hearing me? The law is in your heart. That is the difference between the natural Jew and the spiritual Jew. The natural Jew have the law on tables. The spiritual Jew have the law written in his heart. Let me say it again. The natural Jew have the law, the Ten Commandments on a tablet. The spiritual Jew have the law written on the table of his heart. Okay. So the law was a curse. It was made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hung on the tree, which is Jesus. Okay, verse 14. Let's keep on. We are trying to get to verse 17. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Okay, so he says that, that the, the blessing of Abraham, so let's talk about, let, let me take two minutes and talk about the blessing of Abraham. It's another thing that I have to teach connected to the Abrahamic blessing. It's a, it's, it's a whole series. Maybe it will take me like maybe three services to teach that. But number one, the Bible says that in chapter 12 of Genesis, don't turn to it. The Bible says that, and God called Abraham. They said, I'll bless them that bless you. I'll curse them that curse you. In you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. He said, I'll make your name great. And wherever you stand, I'll give to you. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Can you imagine God fighting all your battles? Anybody that curses you, God turns against the person. Me, you can't curse me. I'm blessed. But if you make an attempt to curse me, God will curse you. It's part of the Abrahamic blessing that I have inherited. May you understand this tonight. Come and say amen. In chapter 13, Genesis verse 1, the Bible says that, and Abraham was blessed in cattle, in silver, and in gold. In cattle, in silver, and gold. Then chapter 24, Genesis verse 1, the Bible says that, and Abraham was well striking in age. He was an old, old man, and the Lord has blessed him in all things. As a matter of fact, when Abraham's wife died, he took another woman by name Keturah. At the, at the age of over, over 100 years, and he produced seven sons. The glory and the power was working. When his wife died, he was looking for a particular place where he would bury his wife. The sons of Heath said, you know, we'll give it to you for free. He said, no, 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 no. I, I, don't give me anything for free. Sell the land to me. I want to buy for it. I want to pay for it. And the Bible says that they mentioned the price. It was a heavy duty money, and he paid for the land where he buried the dead. So that's where he was buried. That is all where the sons, Joseph and all of them. So when Joseph died, they carried him, brought, brought him to the promised land and buried him there. And every 
Jacob, all of them, you know when Jacob died, they didn't bury him in Egypt. They brought him all the way to that place and they buried him there. He bought a burial place for his family. A rich man. You know, there was a time they come to him and his descendants and they say to him, listen, get out from us. You are, you are mightier than us. You are too much. Get, go, please, get out. The Bible says, and Isaac was so blessed that people envied him. Talking about the Abrahamic blessing. Okay? So, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. That the blessing of Abraham, lift up your hand and say that the blessing of Abraham might come upon me. Now, when we use the word might, it, it tells you, the word might tells you that it may or it may not. Is that not the truth? Do I have some English people here? Okay, so when we say it, it might, it means that it may or it may not. Why? Depending on your response. It's a condition. So the fact that you are Christian doesn't mean that the blessing of Abraham, I need to find out what Abraham did. If I find out what Abraham did and do what Abraham did, then the blessing of Abraham might come upon me. Are you hearing me? Come on, are you understanding me? Wonderful. So, so the Bible tells us that the man was so prosperous, he was so blessed, and he, wants, he has connected us to the blessing of Abraham. It's not, it's, it's not the blessing of my mother or the blessing of my father that do anything for me. It's the blessing of Abraham that I'm connected to. Okay. And brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be man's covenant, yet if it will be confirmed, no man disannulled it or added thereto. Verse 16. Okay. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not to his seed as of many, but as of one and to thy seed, which is Christ. So the promise that God made to Abraham was to Abraham and his seed. And that seed was Christ. So anybody who is now connected to Christ is automatically connected to Abraham. Okay? So then people start arguing, what about the law? Now watch this. Verse 17. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of, of non-effect. So what, what the Bible is saying that God made the promise to Abraham by faith. There was no law involved. Then the law came after that 300 and 430 years after doesn't cancel the promise so when people talk about oh it's a it's a uh, the titan is a law it's under the under the old testament under the old covenant that this scripture tells you that it is not are, are you getting me okay now let's let's look at this i'm expecting god's blessings every day i must respond to god every day how many pray today you pray this morning if you didn't pray then let me lay my hand on you okay you pray every day your life with God must be on a daily basis. Your work with God must be daily. You must respond to God on a daily basis. You must, your expectation of God in your life must be daily basis, which means that every single day of my life, I'm expecting a blessing. I'm expecting something to happen. I'm expecting a miracle to happen to me. Come on, say amen. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm talking to 
uh, one of my daughters um, this evening, you know, and she was living today, and he, and he said, Daddy, I, I'm left with this money. Nobody wants to take it in, in Ghana here. He said, so let me give it to you. I was not expecting this from her, but I was expecting something from somebody, and it came. This is income. God gave it to me. You understand? So now I have to pay my tithe out of this. Now, so I'm trying to show you that I'm not waiting to the end of the month to pay my tithe. I am expecting God to bless me every day. So every day I'm looking for an opportunity to sow my seed and pay my tithe. So now let's look at how God deals with that on a daily basis. Look at these scriptures. Are you enjoying the teaching? Okay, let's look at these scriptures very, 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 very quickly. Amen, amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. Give us, let's read, let's go, one go. You see, give us this day. Your what? So he, in Matthew chapter 6, he tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Sometimes the biggest mistake you make in your life is to trying to worry about something you don't have any control over. Today, God has blessed you. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for my daily bread. Everything I need shall be provided today. And I will let tomorrow handle itself. Come on, say amen. May God give you understanding to these scriptures. Come on, shout a big amen. Every time God supplies. So now, the Bible says that give us this day our daily bread. So if God provides for me a daily bread, I am expecting, God is expecting me to give him his portion out of what he gave me on a daily. God is responding to me on a daily basis. So I must also respond to God on a daily basis. Are you getting me? I'm trying to change a culture. I'm trying to change a culture. And the culture is, you know, at the end of the month, you know, I bring my tithe. I'm waiting till the end of the month. No, I want God to, according to this scripture, you know, he said, give me this day, my daily bread. So today, I'm expecting a daily bread from you. So when you give me my daily bread today, I'll give you my portion out of my daily bread. Come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Amen. Because we have learned that God has a portion in everything he gives us. God has a portion. God has a portion. Okay. God has a portion. God has a portion. God has a portion. Psalm 72, verse 15. He said, and he shall live, and to him shall be given the gold of Sheba. Prayer shall be made for him continually and daily he shall be praised. Daily. Every day, God expects me to praise him. How many of us praises God at the end of the month? Yes? Anybody? You wait to 31st, then you praise God. You praise God on a day. God expects praises from you every day. I get up in the morning, I lift up my hand, and I give praise to God. May you understand this. Come on, shout amen. Psalm 68 verse 9. Blessed be the Lord who... To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217001 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 
0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. Who what? Daily. Everybody say daily. May the Lord give you daily benefit. Anything you need. You know what benefit is? Let me tell you what benefit. You know when you work in places, they give you benefits. It's not part of your salary. It's benefits because you're working very well. Eh? God says, my benefit is on a daily basis. So every day, God God wants to give you some benefits. So whatever your need is, God wants to meet that need on a daily basis. May God load you. You You know what loading is? You know what that is? He gives you so much you can't carry. May that be your story. I said, may that be your story. I'm not here. I said, may that be your story. May you have too much that you can never carry. May God load you with benefit. May God load you with healing. May God load you with miracles. May God load you with abundance. May God load you with everything you are looking for. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that in the time is in the time of this economic slowdown, your life will not slow down. Your family will not slow down. Come on here. Come on. Come on. Your life will not slow down. Your family will not slow down. You will have what it takes to accomplish all your mission in the name of Jesus. He says, everything you do shall prosper. Come on, lift up your hand and shout it. Everything I do shall prosper. Say, right now, men and women are coming to me from the north, from the south, from the east and the west, and God will use them to load me with benefits in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout the big amen. Are, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Everything you need is coming on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Numbers 28 verse 24 Numbers 28 Hurry up quickly Numbers 28 verse 4 After this manner You shall offer daily Throughout the seven days The meat of the sacrifice Made by fire of a sweet incense Unto the Lord And it shall be It shall be offered Beside the continual burnt offerings And his drink offerings He said you shall do this On a daily basis Ezra chapter 3 verse 4 they kept also the feast of the tabernacles as it is written and offered the daily burnt offerings by number according to the custom and according to the duty of every uh, every day required daily offerings Ezekiel 46 verse 13 Ezekiel 46 verse 13 thou shalt daily prepare a burnt offering unto the Lord of a lamb of the first year without blemish and thou shalt prepare it every morning I want you to look at how many times God says that I want you to do this on a daily basis I want you to do this on a daily basis I want you to I want you to give this on a daily continual basis do this basis now one of the biggest challenges we have in the in Christendom is the challenge of faithfulness the challenge of faithfulness amen God doesn't bless or God is not um, interested in your success he's more interested in how faithful you are God is interested in your faithfulness say amen I'm not here come on say amen okay first Corinthians chapter 4 and then we'll go to Luke chapter 16 I want you to look at this God is more in the, the, all the problem we have in Ghana 
is faithfulness and integrity and credibility. And when we talk about, okay, let, let, me, let, me, just, let me just look at it. It says, let so amount account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Then he said, it is required in verse 2. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I am a steward of everything. I am a master of nothing. I am, even my life, I am a steward of my life. I don't own my life. You, how many people own your life? I'm going to show you from the word of God that there are many things you don't own. When you say you don't own it, it simply means that you can't determine what will happen. You can't determine. We all pray that we'll live. But in the beginning of the year, there are people that we didn't believe they would die. Isn't it? We didn't believe they were stronger than you. They had bigger plans, bigger agendas than you. Okay? But somewhere, somehow, we came to November and they were dead. Some, some of them, when you hear they were dead, you went, wow, what happened? Why? Because you didn't expect them to die. It is telling you that sometimes it's not even the sick that dies. It's the healthy. Okay? I'm a steward. We're going to look at that. I'm going to show you so many things that you are a steward of and not a master. The biggest mistake you make in your life is for you to think that you own yourself, that nobody owns you. Then God will prove to you that you don't own yourself. The biggest mistake. I have learned this very early in my life, that I'm a steward of everything. A steward is a manager. Now, God is interested in me being faithful, not successful. God didn't say, well done, thou, thou good and successful servant. No, he said, well done, thou good and a faithful servant. A faithful servant. And number two, God is not interested in the money I'm giving. God is not interested in the money. God is interested in me doing what he required. In other words, if, let's say, if my tithe is 100, is, is 10 Ghana. My tithe is 10 Ghana. And I didn't give the 10 Ghana, or I gave the 10 Ghana. And you, your tithe is 400 Ghana. Okay? And you didn't give the 400, but you gave 100. Now, in the eyes of man, you have given more, isn't it? Come on, in the eyes of, hello, you have done what? You have given more. But in the eyes of God, God respect the one who gave the, the, the 10 than you who gave the 100. Why? Because the one who gave the 10 did what he was required. The one who gave the 100 gave to impress people. I understand. So God is not interested in the amount. God is interested in me being a good steward and doing what he told me or what he required. And you have to understand that everything that God requires is a sacrifice. If God doesn't require it, it's not a sacrifice. So my tithe is a sacrifice because God requires my tithe. My life is a sacrifice because God required my life. Offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, because God is requiring me to give my body. Why? Because my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Okay? So he said, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That's what God found with Abraham. He said, I know him, that he will command his, son, his family and his children after me. 
that they will, he will teach them to obey the word of the Lord. He saw a quality in Abraham and that quality is faithfulness. And God said, I can trust him with my blessing. I can trust him with my wealth. I can trust him with stuff because this man is a very faithful man. Amen. Are you here, are you, are you here with me? Okay, so let's go to chapter 16, verse 10. This is one of the scriptures that I build my life on. I build my life on this principle. I call it silent loss of prosperity. It's silent, but it's working. This, this scripture here has impacted my life so much. Okay? Most people that have suffered later on in their life, okay, went against this scripture. When you see anybody who made money, uh, then when he was growing older, he started losing everything, this scripture worked against him. Are you hearing me? You know, you know what is difficult to bear? To prosper in the early part of your life. Then when you turn from 50, 55, 60 going, you start losing everything. You live with pain. You live with regret. You live with, I have seen it happen to people that it's not easy at the, the latter stages of their life. They have lost everything and they have gone back to live in the village in one small room and they have stroke and nobody's minding them. I'm talking about people that own mansions here in Accra. People that have all kinds of cars. At the point when they were dying, they have lost everything and they are back to the village. This scripture work against them. I want you to know that the blessing of God, the Bible says it make it rich and he, he doesn't have sorrow. And one of the sorrows that, that the devil can add is for you to go against God's word, get everything, but the latter stages of your life, life becomes unbearable. May that never be your story. I'm not, I said may that be, never be your story. I pray for you that whatever God keeps you will keep on multiplying. Your name will never be wiped off from the earth. Am I talking to a believer here? I say your name shall never be wiped off from the face of the earth. You shall leave an inheritance to your children's children and your children's children shall leave an inheritance to your children's children. Your name will always remain because things will be built as a monument for your sake. Come on, shout amen. You didn't hear me. I said things will be built as a monument. For I see you raising a hospital. I see you building a nursing home. I see you building a school. Am I talking to, to somebody here? I see you doing something that nobody in your family was able to do. I see you doing an incredible things. I prophesy over somebody that uh, that before the year comes to an end, God will open doors for you. God will open avenues for you. Great things are happening to you. There is no curse in your family that can work against the blessing of God. Lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Are you hearing me, somebody? Lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Turn to your neighbor and tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am a blessed man. Come on. No sorrow. No sorrow. Now watch this scripture. Watch this scripture. Maybe I'll finish. I'll end with this and then I'll continue uh, on Sunday or so. He said, he that is faithful in that which is, which is least is also faithful in much. Okay? So what is he saying? Let's use the money again. Okay? Jesus said, 
if I am faithful with 10 Ghana, I'll be faithful in 100. If I am faithful in 100, I'll be faithful in 200. So what he's saying is that because you are faithful with 50, I cannot trust you with 100. Once you are faithful with 100, then he said, now you are faithful with 100, I can trust you with 200. So the word that said, oh, I don't have money. If I make money, then I'll start paying my tithe. All that you are saying to God is that you are not faithful. That's why I keep on sharing with you that it is not the amount of money. It is your faithfulness that counts. It's not the amount of money. If your tithe is, is one CD, get an envelope, put your name behind it, come and drop it. It's my, today, God bless me with this. It's my, my tithe. Listen, how much can you give to God? How much can you give to him? This is a system that he has set in place. Okay? And that system just tells him that you recognize him as the possessor of heaven and earth. That he owns everything. That whatever he gave you, you will give him his portion. That's all. For his own business, you, you, you don't have to worry about it. That is how he works. Can I have a man? Okay, let's look at the scripture. So I'll be... Uh, and then he said, and he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in the match. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Now, he said, if therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammal, who will commit into your hands the true riches? Okay, now what is the unrighteous mammal? This money here is unrighteous. This is unrighteous. Who can tell me where this money came from today? You can't tell me. Is it possible that it was in the hands of a drug dealer? Is it possible? Is it possible that uh, it has gone through the hands of a prostitute today? <laughs> so this thing here is unrighteous. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know where it's coming from. It's also possible that this thing I'm holding here today has been on, on some, some altar some voodoo, some evil altar. It has been, it has touched some evil altar. Come on, come on, get real to me. Come on, are you here? Okay, so, so God calls this very unrighteous. So what makes it righteous? What makes it righteous is when I take what belongs to God and I bring it to him, he sanctify everything. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So the Bible says that, so if I am not faithful in what is unrighteous mammon, who is going to commit into my hands the true riches? So now let's pause here. In a few minutes, I'll close. But let's talk about the true riches. Number one, the blessing of God. Heaven doesn't spend dollars. Heaven doesn't spend dollars. Heaven doesn't spend this. Okay? Heaven spends blessings okay God and the blessing of God comes in different shapes and forms the blessing of God can come in protection deliverance financial independence financial with debt cancellation and all kinds of things so the Bible talks about the true riches okay the favor of God God can bless you with favor and do you know something do, do you know that uh, dog do you know that your 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 credibility is a blessing yeah yeah your credibility now let's explain to you 
In America, we have something we call credit, coming out short credibility. Okay? Depending on how credible you are, you can walk tonight into a Mercedes dealership. Okay? And then you can say, I want this car. You don't, you don't need to have money. They will take your name and your social security number. They will punch it into their system. It will come back and say, oh, he's credible. Let's give him the car. And then you move the car from the, the garage to your house. Why? Because you are credible. They know that when you will pay. Now, you can have money, physical cash in your hands. Okay? And you, are, you need... You, want, you will pay for everything, but, but you need $20,000 to add to it from them. They check your credit and they say, no, no, no. We can't even give him $5,000. Why? Because he's not credible. If, if he moves the car from here, you will never, we won't even find him. Okay? So then we realize that even you being credible is a blessing. It's a great blessing. It's, it's, it's a true riches. That money cannot buy. I know people in the U.S., if you need money to do something, they can run their credit for you. You can, right now, they can, they can, they can make you get $100,000 right now from different credit cards to do what you have to do. You know why? They, they, they will call the bank and tell the bank, you know, uh, my credit is 20000 but I need extra 20000 They put their credit and say, okay, give it to him. Why? Because you have what we call credibility. Okay, so then credibility, faithfulness becomes a true riches. Okay, so the Bible says that, what the Bible is saying here is that if I am not faithful, I'm not credible, I don't have integrity in money matters. I can't give what belongs to God to God. Okay, I don't want to pay my debt. I don't want to pay my bills. Some of us, and I was saying, that I was sharing, I have a mentoring program of these bishops in my house once a month, and I was sharing with them. I said, some of us, we prefer to be in debt than to spend the money. In other words, you owe him. Okay, instead of owing him, you will prefer to drag you call you come to your house know that you don't have the money you 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 cannot let you cannot part with the money to pay him that alone is a case that alone is a case because one of the things you learn about money is that money is for convenience you must never have money and suffer but when money becomes your god and you cannot let go to pay your expenses then you have money some people let me tell you one of the most stupid things you do is to have money in your hand and own the bank. You owe the bank. Let's say you owe the bank 20,000 Ghana. You have 20,000 Ghana in your pocket. You refuse to pay the bank because parting with the money is a no-no. So guess what? The man comes and then they, 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 they charge you interest. Okay, so the interest takes your money the thing to maybe 2,000 extra, especially Ghana here, the interest rate is like 60%. Okay, so, so at the end of the month, your bill became 22,000. And meanwhile, you had 20,000 in your pocket that you could have paid the bill off. At least you could have had 2,000 extra in your pocket. 
that you could use. But because you, because you are controlled by money and your, your mind is corrupted about money and you can't let go money and you can't give money to those that you need to give money to, what is now going to happen to you is that you have the money in your hand and still be a slave. Why? Because the borrower always become a, a, a servant to the lender. How do you become a, sender, a, a, a servant to the lender? Uh, the, the word actually is slave. You become a slave. Why, how do you become a slave? When you borrow and you are not able to pay. And the danger of borrowing is that there is that likability that you can't pay. That's why God told them, don't borrow. May the Lord make you a lender. I'm not here. I say, may the Lord make you a lender. Lift up your hand and shout amen and stop what you are looking at. My friend. I say, may the Lord make you a lender. I, I see somebody here, when people are looking for help, they will come to your house. I'm not here. I say, I see somebody here, when people are looking for help, they will come to your house. May the Lord make you a lender and never a borrower. I prophesy over somebody. May you be a partner of a business, a partner of a bank. May you be a partner of a bank. May, may you, may, it's possible you can become a partner of a bank. Come on, shout amen. We, we are blessed to know uh, uh, somebody from Kofredua, myself and Mama Naomi. When I was like 20-something years, 22 years, I was a pastor. I used to go to him, you know, trying to help him, pray with him because he had this condition. You know, later on I find out that he was among the people that established Fidelity Bank. He was among them. And I said, how did that, that, that happen? Because we serve a God who can turn your situation around in a minute. Say amen. Oh, you are not, I'm not hearing you. I said, he can turn your situation around for a minute. You know, and when I went to see, I went to see him and I, I knew him in Kofredua renting a place. When I went to his house in East Lagos, I said, wow. They own the, they own, he's, he's retired. But guess what? You know, because they created the bank he and his descendants forever as long as Ghana is here say amen okay now so he said who shall commit into your hands the true riches verse 12 verse 12 let's finish with this scripture in close he said and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's who shall commit who shall give you that which is your own so one of the principles about life is that when you are working for somebody, take the business like your own business. Anywhere you are working, these are laws that work. People don't, Ghanaians don't understand this. That anytime you are working for somebody, you are working for yourself. Because this is Jesus speaking. And Jesus says that if you don't know how, if you are not faithful in what belongs to somebody else, who shall give you your own? It means that not even God will make you. If you can't take care of somebody's business, God will never take care of your business. You see, the mindset is that it's not it's not my work. It doesn't belong to me. So let me just tear it down. Let me tear it down because it's not my job. It's not my money. I don't have anything in it, so let me destroy it. I don't care whether it grows uh, as long as they, they pay me. But guess what? Jesus said, nobody will give you your own. This is the reason why many people live, you will pray and keep on praying and nothing you do shall prosper. Why? Because you are being unfaithful 
to what belongs to other people. Sometimes I look at people that I established businesses and they destroyed it. I look, the, I look at their life. I call mutinkwanis. It's only their head hanging on their neck. It's very important. And these are these are the things that is making us suffer here in Ghana. You understand? As long as the thing doesn't belong to you, you don't care. You tear it down. You, are, you won't come on time. You won't do your work. Every day, somebody has to come after you to do your job. You understand? And so guess what? Okay, so, so let me say it this way. One of the problems of Africa is this. Very unfaithful. So this woman who works for me had, Yemi told me, it's called Bend Down Boutique in Nigeria. That is what we call Obroniwe, you know, Ofos. You bend down boutique. I said, hey, Nigeria, you can come up with, with some interesting statements. So he has this warehouse. He has all this, this uh, used clothes. People come and take it to Burkina Faso, take it here. You know, apart from the fact that people come and take it and they don't pay. He has people working for him, about 70 people that work on the premises that sort out this, all these clothes. You know what they do? When they come to work, okay, one person will wear about seven. If jeans, you wear about seven jeans, wear about seven shirts and put his own clothes in it after work. So, so after work, he's going like this. <laughs> the security people have agreed with him. The security, the one we're supposed to check them, has also agreed with them to steal. So the, the woman is working, but he's not making any profit. He's not making any profit. Somebody said to him, to her, I want to go to your business. The way you are complaining, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't be doing that work and make nothing. So let me go and sit there and watch. I'll be there for one week. In three days, because he said, you know something? Come, Adwa, come. You know what you're going to do? I'm not going to tell you anything, but today, I want you to be on the job. Eh? After work, before they close, we are going to gather all the workers, and then we are going to let them undress and see what happens. So, so 4.30, they bring everybody to the yard, and then they bring police people, and they tell them, we want you to remove your clothes. The police people were there with guns, and then they started removing their clothes. One person have about seven jeans. The women have about, about 10, 10 uh, blouses inside, and they have put their, the blouse they came to work, they have put it on top. So, so let's say 50 people, everybody. It means that on a daily basis, they are stealing about a bail every day. Now, how do you expect the job to prosper? Then if you are doing that and you are a Christian and you are praying every day, you are coming to church every day, you are in the choir, you are singing in church and you are doing that every day and you are expecting God to bless you. How can that happen? Am I talking to somebody here? You see, so let, let us pick these principles tonight number one I'm going to be faithful to God by being faithful to what I am supposed to be faithful to I'll do this job as my own job you know why because why I'm doing this I'm doing for myself the way I'm handling this is a sign whether God will give me my own or not so what I don't expect people to do when I have my business I'm not going to do it for anybody Okay, let me finish with this. Why is it that you, you are here and um, you respond to a Lebanese, a Chinese, Indian, 
I am at the mall the other day and I see these guys running. I said, I said, I said, where is your phone? He said, he said, we don't use the phone here. I said, you don't use the phone here? He said, until break. I said, when do you come to work? He said, seven o'clock. I said, when do you close? Nine o'clock. I said, so how much are you paid? He said, it's all, you know, uh, uh, some of us, we take 450. He said, the highest here, the highest person here, take a thousand Ghana. And I said, and you work like this? He said, every day. I said, what about if you don't come? He said, they will fire you and hire somebody else. And I said, and I said to them, you see me, if I create a business for you right now, you destroy it. You know why? Because I'm a black man. I'm, I'm a Ghanaian. I said, you see how you are running up and down here? Because the business belongs to a foreigner. Follow principles. Your life will be easy. Your prayer will be simple and easy. Your life will be easy because life is full of principles. Okay? So let be principle-oriented. Principles will allow you to be able to predict the end result of your life. You know what will happen because principles create a system. And you can only always predict a system. I, I was telling to, I was sharing with them. You know the Goji, the one that do the Ebro? The Nikenika, okay? When you put the Ebro here, remember? How many people have seen that thing? I've forgotten how it sounds, okay? You put the Ebro here, okay? And it goes through a system. Is, is that not it? Is that not it? And then, and then you follow the system, ah, the man is doing that, and then he's moving the, he's moving it, moving it, he goes through the thing, ah, by the time he gets here, it has been what? It has been blended, and it has turned to a powder form. Have you seen any other corn that they put in the thing from the beginning that said that, as for me, I'm a different corn, so I refuse to be granted? Why? Because it's a system, which means that if you have followed certain systems, no matter where you come from, no matter the color of your skin, no matter where you, you have been in life, that system must work for you. God's system is the greatest superior system that if you put yourself into, you will never go bankrupt. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. My name is Bishop Dominic Aloti. I am your friend and I approve of this message. Amen. Let's stand together. Lift up your hand. Father, we are blessing you tonight. We are thanking you tonight. We are worshiping you tonight. Because you are good. Your mercy endures forever. We are asking your blessing over our lives. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. In the name of Jesus. Let these truths that I'm teaching this church, Father, be permeated, be embedded into the heart of your people. Let your name be glorified. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hand and worship him just for a second before we walk out of here. Jesus, come on, lift up your hand. Jesus. Come on, lift up your hand. Let's worship. 
Jesus. Jesus, we lift our hands to the great I am. blessing you we are adoring you tonight for the power of your word we ask in the name of Jesus that that which you have begun to do in our lives will be established with us in Jesus name let's say a big amen come on take your seat put your hands together amen God bless you for listening to this message visit www.lfmic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Alati. For more video and audio messages, find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Alati Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.